The Shadow Davis Show on 680 CJOB. Special treat in studio here on the voice of the Winnipeg Blue Bomber 680 CJOB. Our Hall of Fame broadcast team, Bob Irving and Doug Brown in studio. Thank you, gentlemen, for coming in this morning as, as we're on the eve of the CFL season. It starts tonight. It's in Montreal. You've got, and Bob was talking about his excitement. You see him light up like a Christmas tree over here. <laughs> he's just got little little sparkles in his eye yeah. and a big smile on his face. He loves yeah. it. I, I always can't wait for the season to begin, but this game tonight with Saskatchewan in Montreal, Darian Durant against his ex-team, it just has a little extra edge to it, and I can't wait to see it. And I, I, I'm pulling for Durant. You know, to get his revenge, at least for one night, against the team that I think uh, discarded him in a rather shabby fashion. Yeah, I don't know what the circumstances behind his departure from the Rough Riders. He wanted were. too much money. Jones wasn't prepared to pay him three fifty <laughs> or four hundred, and uh, he just uh, and he doesn't think Durant is that big a difference maker. Hey, Doug, I guess he feels that way. Yeah, you know, it'll be interesting because Kevin Glenn is obviously now the guy that that steps in for Darren Durant in Saskatchewan. So he's a, he's a well-traveled quarterback who's made a, a decent chunk of change in his day, and uh, he's all about convincing the masses that he still has what it takes to to lead a, a football team consistently. Doug, has and, he ever and, convinced and the masses? <laughs> I mean, there's well, a guy. He's, he's gone to the Grey Cup a few times, he and uh, he left us uh, empty-handed one time in, in 2007. So he has that uh, capability, but he's very much a product of the talent around him. He's as good as, you know how, like, I get better on on the airwaves when Bob's next to me. Who doesn't? It's, it's, the, same, <laughs> it's the same with Kevin Glenn, right? He's a better quarterback. Enough already. D- depending on the weapons he has <laughs> around him and and what he has to do if he has to do too much if you put too much on his shoulders you're not going to do well but if you make it simple for him and he doesn't have to get hit or anything out there he can be very serviceable so be interesting no athlete in sport has rolled up the stats the stats that kevin glenn has and been so underappreciated that's (laughs) what i've always he's throwing for forty-eight thousand yards and you go whoa this is one of the all-time greats people go no way there's no way he's one of the all-time greats so it's kind of interesting with him now we know that the blue bombers aren't Playing this weekend. I went to CFL.ca. I know, Bob, you do some writing for those guys. Uh, CFL.ca online. And I saw the uh, the predictions that this one guy, forget his name, he's making about the placement at the end of the season of all of the teams in the league. And he had the Blue Bombers falling back this year mm-hmm. from their 11-7 and seven season last year. And I was kind of wondering, oh, wait, is it the fact that the Blue Bombers still aren't getting respect throughout the league and the pundits or is this guy got a point? Maybe I think, I think there's a couple of things. One is there's still Rematt Nichols. There's still some people out there who aren't sold on him as being of an elite level. I think the other thing is the yards they gave up last year on defense. They had the worst defense in the league in terms of yards allowed. Yeah, and they had all those forced all those turnovers. And there's a sense that well, that can't possibly happen again, so they can't be as good again. I don't. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think they're going to finish second in the West. You want us to make our picks? As a matter of fact, Calgary I, will be first in the West. I didn't want to be so presumptuous, <laughs> but if you're willing to throw I think them Winnipeg there, will be second. I really do. Uh, BC third, Edmonton fourth, and Saskatchewan last. What do you think, Doug? Oh, well, we have some <laughs> differing opinions. I, I mean, we're close, though. We're close. Yet. Uh, you know, my problem with putting Winnipeg second is I just saw them play against Edmonton, and uh, specifically Edmonton's backups. So gave up very, all those yards, very, right? very yeah. hard for yeah. me to put Winnipeg ahead of Edmonton right now. So I'm going to go Calgary, Edmonton, Winnipeg, B.C., Saskatchewan is is where I'm going. I'm hearing a lot of uh, 
BC being the team to beat this year, not even Calgary in the West, but BC, just because they've got this overload of incredible talent. Is well, this... they've got tremendous offensive talent. There's, they're, I think their defense is a bit of a question mark. One of the things I love about the Bombers is their offensive line. I think they've got the best offensive line in the CFL. <sighs> and I think that's going to make a huge difference in terms of close games and controlling the ball and all the rest of it. I really do. Doug knows what, what it means to have a great offensive line. You played against Montreal many years. They had a super offensive line. Boy, tough to beat that, Doug. Yeah, they have continuity there. They've got all the guys on the same page. They're playing together now for a while. They're all highly touted draft pick type players. And uh, especially when you you have a balance for those guys as well. Offensive lines love to be able to run the football. And having Andrew Harris back there, having that option in your offense with Paul Police to be balanced and to rush the ball as much as you're out there pass protecting. I think those guys really uh, thrive off that, and I think that makes them a pretty exceptional group. Hard to argue with that. What take all things being equal? What takes more time to develop early in the season? Is it an offense or is it a defense? Well, I think the Bomber offense, given that eleven of the starters from last year are back, yeah. shouldn't won't have any excuses if they start slowly. They've made some changes on defense, so. Uh, typically there's a sense that the defense is ahead of the offense early on, but in Winnipeg's case, I don't know why that would apply. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. In football, we have this this saying, you are what you are until you aren't, right? right. And, uh, you know, you talk to the offense and, hey, they have this identity they created last year. They're building off that. They've embraced that. They're trying to enhance that. The problem with the defense is they are what they are until they aren't. So we know what they were, as Bob alluded to, all the yards they gave up. Uh, they were a turnover, uh, a forced uh, fumble machine. And uh, until they become something other, you know, than what we saw from them in terms of the negatives, the detractions, the, the, the yards they gave up, the the points, all these things where they were bottom of the league, except for those uh, those forced takeaways, it's, it's difficult for you to see them as anything else until they show it on the field. They have to prove that. They have to go out there and transform themselves into something different. So it'll be interesting. Special teams is something we haven't talked about yet is a huge part of the CFL game. I, I noticed, Bob, you tweeted yesterday that Justin Medlock kicked a 58-yarder with room to spare. Yeah, uh, We know about Medlock, but wow. what about the return teams? What about the, the punting teams? Are, are we looking good? Well, I think the return team will be fine. Kevin Fogg's going to return punts, and he had a 14-plus yard average last year. Returned four for touchdowns, all wiped out by penalties. Yeah. Uh, you know, my Mike O'Shea, is a, he's a special teams guru, if I can use that term. So I think they'll be okay on special teams. Medlock is a difference maker. I mean, he was 60 of 68 in field goals last year. He's a difference maker. He'll win you some games. When he kicked shade. that 58-yarder, did he have the win? That's a little all bit. I to know. A little he bit of self have, Okay, yeah. okay. Just, yeah. just checking for that. Yeah. Yeah. What about the penalty <laughs> scenario? I mean, there, there was a lot of penalties yeah. last week. Well, yeah, I don't know what, what you read into preseason, but this team took Penalties last year it bothered a lot of the fans. They took too many, and they've yeah. got a, Michael Shea said on this show on Monday night that they need to make sure they control that. Yeah, in-house corrections, right? That's what is they that do, what that right? is? Is it policed by the players, Doug? Yeah, as opposed I believe to the you coaches? know. I, I did some digging around this uh, a couple of years ago, and I talked to some of the players that had played for Michael Shea in the limited time, and and basically it's it's a scenario where they all watch the film together they all sit in that room and and they're shown i don't think the guys are necessarily called out in front of one another but if that's you you know up on the field doing something uh, you know highly it. irregular that's you know flags are thrown all around you like a parade then uh, <laughs> you know that's that's your uh, 
<laughs> Maybe you get a couple of the veterans giving you a dirty look in the film room, and, and you know that you've... Well, the veterans give you a dirty look in the film room because we're unhappy to be watching special teams in the first place, right? So we're angry, and let alone if you're getting a penalty. That just compounds things, right? So worse. There are certain parts of football that Doug thumbs his nose at. One is special teams, one is quarterbacks. Two is quarterbacks. <laughs> Gentlemen, uh, thanks for coming in this morning. Uh, you want to do some week predictions here? This is week one, starting tonight. Well, I think... Uh, Montreal is going to beat Saskatchewan tonight. Then we've got uh, Calgary and Ottawa. I look for Calgary to win that game. Edmonton, BC, BC, and Toronto and Hamilton in Toronto on Sunday. I'd like to see Toronto win, but I think Hamilton's going to win the East. I think they're going to be the best team in the East. That's you think I Hamilton's think going to be? So Zach Claris is going to make it through an entire season. Well, that would be the the X factor. If yeah. I can qual, you know, qualify it, I would say as long as he stays healthy. Yeah, and. Uh, the Edmonton-BC game that's in BC? Yes. Okay, then yeah. I'll give it to BC as well. Though I do like Edmonton this year. You agree with all the picks? Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, you're whatever. <laughs> Thanks, boys, for all coming right. in, having all a right, chat. Here's Doug Brown and Bob Irving, the Hall of Fame broadcast team here on The Voice of the Blue Bombers, 680 CJOB. The Shadow Davis Show on 680 CJOB. 911 on a new night Thursday March 14th on Global stream on Stack TV